0: Amen. Amen. God is good. Amen. He is so good. Welcome home and welcome back college students. Let's give our college students a hand. We're glad you're back today. We want to welcome in our church in Columbus. We're glad you're here and those watching online. God wants to do something great today. If you're a new college student today and you've never been here before, we want to let you know about the homestead, which is just literally on the west side of our property over here. Yeah. And so you'll have to come check that out. Uh, It's a house specifically for college students to come and hang out and worship and, and do homework. And so we're excited for you being here. We're excited for all of you that's here. We're in a series called Seasons, Learning to Navigate Them. Say that with me. Seasons learning to navigate them. Yeah. Did you know that seasons come in all different shapes and sizes? Some seasons are exciting. Maybe, as I mentioned earlier, you're a college student and you're a little bit nervous about things, but you're also really excited about a new year. You know, there's also some hard seasons, some difficult seasons, some scary seasons. There's all kinds of different seasons. Maybe you're moving towns or starting a new job or starting a new school as I mentioned, learning to work in a mask, dealing with a health issue for the first time, teaching kids online and live in person at the same time. You're a parent for the first time, a grandparent for the first time. Maybe for the first time you're dealing with the loss of a spouse or, your, or a first year without your spouse in your life or pastoring in a pandemic for the first time. There's all kinds of seasons, aren't there? And we're called to learn and navigate those. And what we've been talking about is if we're given the opportunity to choose between what's familiar and faith, we're probably going to choose familiar over having to trust the unknown. And in our walk with God at times, God will use a new season or a different season or seasons changing just in general so that we can step out into faith rather than just simply what's familiar. And so with that in mind, we've been asking this question, do we find the value that a season brings, or do we find the faults that a season brings? Now for those of you who've been hearing that every week, you're probably dismissing that question, and those that are new today, you're kind of thinking about that, but if I would invite us all into a fresh concept of that, because even those of you who've been hearing that question for a while, things have happened between last week and this week. And it's easy for us at times to forget this question. So I'm going to ask it again. What new season is God calling you into? Or the season that you're in now, are you finding value or are you finding faults? One of the things that we have to acknowledge today, Adam and uh, Sean last week did a great job, Adam here in Pittsburgh and Sean in Columbus, talking about the, the waiting season. We tend to think of it as the wasted season. But God finds value in it. We find fault in the waiting season. And sometimes God will find value in the waiting season. So just in general today, are you finding value or are you finding faults As we think about season, Solomon says, for everything, let's read it together. For everything, there is a and a time for every activity under heaven. God has an activity and a time and a place for everything under heaven. And today we're talking about the new season specifically. Next week we're going to talk about the grieving season, the season to lament. But today we're talking about the new season. What new thing is God calling you into? Several years ago, um, when we were just, my wife and I were just graduating college, actually she graduated a little bit earlier than I did, it took me a while to find myself, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, I, I graduated also, and we both graduated, and I ended up taking a church in St. Louis, and we lived there for two years, and if you've been around our church very long at all, you've heard me still tell stories about St. Louis, but I don't know if I've ever told you much about kind of the process leading up to that. You have to understand that for Witt and I, we had always gone into grocery stores seeing people that we knew, similar to many of you. We'd always walked into a restaurant and seen people that we know. In fact, today, many of you, including myself, could walk into somewhere like the deli and run into a bunch of people that we know. And if you're new this morning from somewhere else, maybe that's your experience in some other town that you're in. There's the familiarity there. So as we moved to St. Louis, there was a lot of anxieties there. And i got to be honest with you, in the beginning, it was hard to see the value of the season outside of I'm supposed to go because God wants me to. And instead, I spent all of my time finding the faults. Man, you know, where I'm from, we, could, we would run into a bunch of people. And where I'm from, my family's close. And now we're here and there's all of these things. And probably for about the first year, my wife was crying. I'm frustrated. We don't want to meet new friends because all we're focused is about the friends and family that we left. And I got in this place where I was more focused on the fact that things weren't familiar than having faith and trusting God. We were valuing familiar over faith. Familiar over faith. But something happened. I don't know if it was a conversation that someone had with me or just kind of a, you know, this nudge. But I remember sitting in my office and beginning to think about the fact that I'm going to have to kind of put the past in the past and begin to focus on what's in front of me and find the value that God has for me. And what we begin to realize, what we begin to see, and many of you have experienced this when you go into a new season is that while we were focused on the faults, God was focused on the, the faith that he was wanting to put in us. And so and that's what we're going to be talking about first today. New seasons create new reliances on God. And as I share that with you today, if, it's, if, if you're listening to this message from what you and I value, there's nothing sexy about this statement. There's nothing about that that's like, hey, i got to go through a new season because it's going to give me a deeper faith. Man, tweet that out, right? Who cares about that? But the reality is if God is our focus and our focus is God and we're moving into a new season, what God may be more interested in is not our comfortability and not what we're familiar with, but a stepping out of the boat so that God can give us a fresh faith and a new reliance on Him. See, what we were used to was being able for folks to come over. What we were used to is being able to talk to friends that we knew. And now that support in that situation had shifted, and it forced us to develop new friendships. It forced us to trust God to say, hey, God, we're trusting you during this season. I think that's kind of what Solomon talks about. It's a scripture that maybe we've posted before, or some of us have on our walls, or maybe it's on a magnet next to our desk, and we know it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. But we don't always follow that, do we? In this new season that you and I are in, what are we depending on? Our experiences? Or depending on God? Think about that for just a second. What do you depend on? Your understanding, your your experiences, I know no one in here is a control freak but me. Okay? I'll I'll just say that. But the reality is, even as believers sometimes, we want to know what the plan is. We want to know how things are going to go. And when we don't know the plan, that increases the anxiety. There's a temptation to even increase the fear there's a temptation to want to wanna lean back into the experiences we have and say, I don't have any experiences that would help me guide, help guide me in this new season that I'm going into. And so as a result, instead of reaching out and trusting in God, I start to complain. I know no one does does that, but I start to complain about this new season. Because my experiences don't make me feel comfortable about it. Now, now hear me today as I'm telling you this. Think about this from God's perspective. Remember as a kid, for those of us who are adults, when our parents would ask us to do something that we didn't really want to do and sometimes couldn't even find value in, but, but as an adult we start to see the value in it? It's the same way in our relationship with God. Sometimes God will call us into new seasons, not for our comfort level, not so that we feel safe, But so that we don't depend on our experiences and we don't depend on what we can see. But so we can depend on who we can't see. So we can step out and trust him. When I was a kid, every once in a while the electricity would go out at our house. We'd get candles out and TV would shut off and, you know, we'd just be stuck there in the dark and for some reason, I found value in that because we'd play games together. We would, we would do board games. We would you know, do all kinds of fun stuff while, while the lights were off. The family would all put, come together in the room. And I remember a time or two wishing that the electricity would stay off longer so that we would, instead of going our separate ways and doing things, that we would lean into each other. I didn't resent that season, that time. I started to find value in it. What would happen in our lives if we would start to find value in what Solomon talks about, which is his will and him showing us the path instead of finding the value in what our will is and what we're familiar with? It's a tough thing that creates tension for many of us. But you know what happens as we begin to have a fresh faith, you know, a new, a renewed faith and a renewed dependence on God? It starts to change something. It starts to give us a new perspective. So this morning, if we think of this from God's perspective today, from his point of view, new seasons... Give us a fresh reliance on him. And it also gives us a fresh perspective, a new perspective about him and about the world around us. I don't care about the new perspective. I don't want to change jobs. I don't care about the new perspective. I don't want this to change. But many times there's value within those things. Several years ago, we took a mission trip to Costa Rica. And while we were there, um, one of the days they had planned us to visit this place called The Hole. And it was like this valley, um, kind of a valley canyon, if you will, full of these little huts. And they were uh, Nicaraguan refugees that had moved from Nicaragua to Costa Rica, hoping for a new life. But instead, um, they were oppressed and there was a lot of crime and murder that took place there. And the, the mission that we went through... Um, they would reach out to them. And I remember stepping out in faith to go on that trip, along with a lot of people from our church. But I didn't have a new perspective. I had my perspective when I first went. And I I, I began to think about all these different scenarios, and and my perspective was kind of getting away from me. And as we entered this hole, so to speak, it was probably a two- or three-mile-wide hole that had all these different huts in it. We went down into this, several people's homes. They had nothing. But they were kind. They offered us food. We had just had like this huge breakfast that morning of all this food. And they're making like this little tortilla thing that several of them are going to share. And they're offering us pieces of it. Instead of finding fault with what it smelled like, and instead of finding fault with, you know, this or that, a lot of us begin to get a new perspective. We don't get excited about having a larger and deeper faith. It's nothing exciting about having a perspective that's stretched. But if we're looking at it through the eyes of God, we begin to see that maybe God values some of those things even though we don't. Yay! I get a bigger worldview. Yay! I have to depend on God more. Yay! That's great. Let's post that on Instagram. That's exciting. I can take that and I can apply that to my life. But at the same time that we understand that that's not overly exciting for us, particularly today, think about it from God's perspective. As we begin to trust him more during a new season, as we step out of the boat, as we gain that new perspective, we begin to produce something that he's really concerned about, which is Christ-likeness. Isaiah chapter 43 says, see, I'm doing a what, what? A new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Sometimes we miss the new thing because we're focused on the last thing. Sometimes we're focused on what, the way things were before. And so we miss what God has for us now. Don't you see this new thing? I know you're focused on the wilderness, and I know you're focused on the wastelands because it's different and it's new. But here's the thing you're not seeing the streams that I want to make. See, I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I know you're focused on the masks. I know you're focused on the social media stuff that's going on and the political division that's taking place. And I know you're focused on all this negativity stuff that's all around us that we sometimes try to ignore, sometimes try not to get involved in. And then other times we can't help ourselves, we're getting involved in that. And it's really hard to see the streams in the new season or the different season because it's all new and it's all different. But listen, let me tell you today, I want to do a new things. And there's streams if you look for them. I was sharing with the first service, just my family, which I know many of you may be the same. We want to focus on the negative things that are taking place right now, and believe me, there's there's those. But I feel closer to my family than I ever have because we've had more time together since since, since everything hit. That's a stream. What about you? What if you begin to ask God to show you the streams? Schools obviously started for some schools, and Pittsburgh schools is starting this week. We have faculty and teachers and students and coaches, and everybody's just kind of holding their breath for different reasons. But what if we looked at new seasons as an opportunity? to demonstrate the light and love of God rather than to focus on the temperature of the season? What if we begin to to say, God, show me the opportunities that I can be light and I can be salt? What would happen if, if in your circle, wherever you're at, you begin to say, God, instead of complaining, instead of being frustrated, Father, show me the opportunities. I shared in the first service that several years ago, it was frustrating to me because I'd always see these handprints, these little kid handprints all over our windows of our house. And I remember just complaining like, can we not get these kids to stop touching the windows in our house? They're leaving their fingerprints all over the place. I wasn't seeing the value I was simply seeing the faults. I don't know who it was, but somebody said, someday you're going to want those fingerprints on your windows. So maybe instead of complaining about the fingerprints, you should be thankful for them. Because it's not an opportunity to complain. It's an opportunity to appreciate and embrace the season that you're in. What would happen as we begin this school year, if we begin to embrace the new season that God has in front of us? I realize there's a lot of things right now in our world that it's hard to embrace. But I know one thing, people still need to be loved, amen? People still need to see the light of Jesus, amen? People still need to see someone who's bringing courage and hope and inspiration, and the Spirit of God to their lives, whether or not we want to believe that or not. As believers, we're called to not add to the chaos. We're called to spread light. You want to know one of the hardest things and one of the biggest reasons why we tend to not spread light as believers, or just in general? instead of embracing what God has for us and worshiping Him and seeking Him, we, we tend to worship last season. You see, we can't embrace the new season if we're in love with the last one. We can't embrace the new season if we're worshiping the last season. So, one of the most fun Carefree times in my life was college. It was awesome. I'm not just sharing that because we have college students to here today. I uh, shared that in the first service this morning. It was one of the most fun times. We would stay up late and, you know, we would go eat buffalo hot wings and we'd go hang out and bowl and, you know, we'd get in groups and go do fun things together. And, you know, we didn't have, I worked some, not a lot, but some. You know, I had a job. But it wasn't like, you know, this massive thing. We got to hang out in between classes. I mean, all these things, you know, that we can think of. And I remember that season fondly. But I don't worship it. I don't try to find clothes that were in style. From 1997, when I went to school there. I'm not against meeting new people because I had some relationships with some old people. There's a difference between appreciating what was in last season. And being so focused on last season that we're stuck in last season and we can't embrace what God has for us now. Isaiah says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Think about that. Forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. What? Yeah, I was talking to the two million people that we brought out into the desert. Mm Mm-hmm. They want to go back to Egypt. Why? Well, they want to eat. There's not a whole lot out here for them. It's kind of hot. So we want to go back. They understand they were slaves in Egypt. And they had people that would whip them every day while they work. They understand that whatever you have in front of them, they're going to miss out on. But they've said... They value the familiar over faith. They don't care about trying to be like to people. They just want to go back. We see a little bit later in that story of Israel where Moses sends 12 spies to scout out the land that God has for them. Ten of them come back and they're focused on familiar instead of faith, and they say, look, we've never seen anybody like these dudes. They're giants. We're grasshoppers. We can't, we can't, we can't deal with this. We shouldn't do it. Two of them say, nah, faith is bigger than fear. We can take them. We got Jesus. We got God on our side. Forget the former things. Forget the math. Forget what you see Put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. The Israelites, they got focused on the seen things rather than the unseen God. I wonder this morning as we think about all of that today, what if we stopped asking God to list all the reasons for the new season and we just trusted him? As we wrap things up this morning, I, want, I, want you to, I just want to ask us that today. Some of us have a list a mile long of questions that we need answered to. How many How many of you know someone that has has lots of questions? Right? We know they, they, why and how's this going to happen. And there's a re, there's a need for that. That's important. Sometimes we just need to trust. Sometimes we need to say, God, in the middle of this season or some other season, I choose to worship you. I choose to serve you no matter what's going on. It's a lot less stressful that way. Sometimes I'll look back and one of my kids will be asleep when we're driving somewhere. They're not worried about where I'm going, how long it's going to take to get there, Dad's got it. What if we did that? I want to ask us just to bow our heads and close our eyes for just a minute. As you think about the new season, whether it's school or something else in your life that's unrelated. You think about what's in front of you. What would happen if that would be turned over to God? What if you just begin to consider saying, God, I give this to you. I'm trusting you with it. What if you handed the situation over to God and say God you you assign the value What are you stressing about? What's giving you anxiety right now? What if you just gave it to God? When I was a kid, my fishing pole sometimes would get tangled and I, I couldn't make heads or tail of it. So I'd just hand it over to my dad and a couple minutes later, he'd just hand it back to me and it'd be fixed. What if you just took the mess, you just gave it to God, trusted him with it. Let's stand together.